Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday q and I'm Eric Griffin, president of ITM Trading. With me, I have Lynette Zhang, our chief market analyst. And for those of you who don't know or are tuning in for the first time, we take your questions that you submit to us via email to questions at itmtrading.com. Put them on a screen here in front of us. We ask them live so you get a true, spontaneous, organic response. Phil K asks, okay. can you please explain why premiums are continually changing? Who sets the premium price and how it's determined? Do you want me to take that one? Well, you can. I mean, it's a supply and demand market. And yes. I'll let you go so, from here. So premiums on gold and silver are set by the market. So Physical. Yeah. Because that's what you're talking Correct. about. Correct. Yeah. Physical premiums are set by the market, supply and demand. So uh, as of recently, you know, within the last couple of years due to COVID, demand has picked up pretty dramatically. Supplies then got tightened and premiums naturally rose. And that comes all the way from the mints to the distributors, to the wholesale market, to the retail market, um, premiums rose uh, across the board. When demand uh, slacks off and supply uh, gets freed up more, then the premiums will go back to what their normal, what they normally would be. Um, but they're definitely more heightened now than they have been in the past. Right. But we also have central bankers buying more gold than they have in 57 years or since 1967. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that supply is going to be coming onto the market anytime soon. So my personal feeling is because of where we are in this trend cycle, that the days of those super low tight premiums are gone. I think that they're, and we'll find out. Yeah. Could be right, could well, be wrong. I thought, but I think I thought so. it was going to come back down sooner. Right. I mean, when we were talking about this in 2020, I thought we were going to see premiums at least start to normalize. They've come back down some for sure. They've but they're not they're not normalized. They're still right. not normalized. But also, yeah, that's correct. And part of it is that the demand hasn't really slacked anyway. But when you look at the spot price, that's what people are thinking. Well, gold and silver are not really doing very much, but that's because those are contracts. And that's about a trading market. That's not about a real physical market. All right. So Kevin P. asks, what is going to happen when we run out of Social Security funding? Well, you know, look, Social Security is a just in time. And so they're already talking about it and using it as a threat. They're, they were talking about eliminating the caps right now. It's a on W-2 wage earners at a certain level, then you don't have to pay any more Social Security. So they're talking about raising the caps. But what's going to happen when we run out of Social Security funding? The reality is that's not really so much of a problem because we started running deficits. I think it was, I'm looking at the chart in my mind, so don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure it was 2010 when we started running deficits in the Social Security fund. And 2013 was when the baby boomers really started to shift into gear and mm -hmm. and reduce that <clears throat> even more. So, you know, my feeling is, is they always use that as a way to increase taxes. So my guess is, is that taxation is going to go up to fund Social Security. But the problem is when they first started it back in the 30s, there were 158 uh, workers for every one beneficiary. Now, I haven't looked at it in a little while, but the last time I looked at it, if I remember correctly, it was either 2.1 or 1.8 workers for every beneficiary. 
you got a problem, right? Not a problem if you got 158 people that are depositing into it. Right. And then what did the government do? They borrowed, right? They took that money. So there's just IOUs in there. So it's already insolvent. So they could stop it because Social Security is... going to print more money. That's that's kind of <laughs> what I'm thinking. They're just going to print more. But you know what happens? I mean, they could stop it because it's not a right. And they don't call it a right. That's not your right. It's the government's choice to give it to you or not. So I agree with you. I think they will just print more money to fund it. But I think they'll also use it as a justification for more taxation. The, the worst part is, is that, you know, they just keep printing money and inflation erodes the value of the social security so funding matter. that you're getting. Right. Just keeps getting, the gap just keeps getting wider and wider on the value of the dollar they're giving you versus, you know, what things cost. Is they don't really keep up with inflation. I know they gave like a larger in bump this year, but it still doesn't keep up with the level of inflation. So no, they'll just print more money, pay you with cheaper and cheaper dollars. So it doesn't matter. Lisa S. asks, what are some indicators to suggest what are some indicators to suggest the price manipulation of gold is coming to an end? Confidence. It always boils down to confidence because this is a con game. So when the public loses confidence in the currency, in the central banks, in the governments, and they need to regain that confidence, that's when you're going to see the price manipulation of gold. Well, I mean, because they're going to do overnight revaluations. And globally, on average, that happens three times. Uh, but it could happen more. It could happen less. I don't know how many times they're going to do that. But, but it really boils down to public confidence in the system. As long as, the system, as long as the public has confidence in the system, and I don't know why, but they trust Wall Street, they trust the currency, then they'll continue to manipulate it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people talk, too, about, like, an overwhelming demand for the physical product, too, but to, make, to force, like, the COMEX to deliver and to break, to break the suppression, but... So people have been talking about that for a long time. Well, I don't know. They can also call a force majeure where they don't have to deliver the physical. And they just deliver you dollars. They just deliver you dollars, and that's what they've been doing. Right. Right? So, you know, really, it, it's going to be when they're ready to, to do it. And central banks are taking advantage of that. People in the know, people that understand money, are taking advantage of this manipulation. And they're stacking. They're loading up on gold. Right. They're continuing to buy. All right, Lauren G. asks, when the dollar falls and they begin to transition to CBDCs, will debt owed on credit cards just carry over to the new currency or will it be wiped out as a f uh, forgiven debt? We get this one kind of a lot of different ways. Right. And historically what they do, first of all, they're going to keep the name of the dollar, hence the digital dollar, so that you don't realize that the dollar went away. Um, there will be a crisis, and they will use the CBDCs as a stimulus. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really when they transition. But the debt and credit cards, if history proves itself, there will probably be 
some kind of formula so that the debt on your credit cards, the debt on your mortgage is more tied to the rate of inflation so that that goes up as well as the interest rates. I mean, that's what history tells us. Um, will it be wiped out as forgiven debt? Well, history doesn't say that that's what's likely to happen. So no, we'll see, but it'll just be indexed to the rate of inflation and you'll never get out of debt unless you, unless if it's like a fixed rate debt, credit cards are not fixed rate debt. A mortgage is a fixed rate debt. It, part of the strategy is having gold so that when they do those overnight resets, you pay those same, same uh, kind of strategy the government uses. You pay that debt off with dollars that have no value. Right. And you got to do it before the, uh, the banks transition it. Right. But yeah, I would agree. I don't think, I don't think credit card, I think credit card debt is going to get carried right over and we'll, we'll so be responsible for debt. just as much mm -hmm. as we were before. Man, we're more. All right. So Brad E asks... Given platinum is rarer than gold and mm -hmm. the mintage, mintage rate so small, wouldn't it be prudent to add some sovereign minted platinum to our stacks? Well, it wouldn't hurt you, but platinum is not a monetary metal. It's more of an industrial metal. And the issue that we're actually dealing with is a monetary metal, is a monetary issue. So I'm not saying I don't own platinum, um, but I'm not counting on platinum at all. I definitely right. own a whole lot more physical gold than I do platinum. We, we view platinum more as a trade, so that would be like a speculation rather or than jewelry. Than gold and silver, we don't view that as speculation. We view right. that as real money, wealth protection, wealth insurance, um, and platinum we view as a trade. You can trade, like we always say, you can trade anything you want. Trade crypto, trade stocks, trade bonds trade real estate. It's just a matter of having the right amount of gold and silver in your portfolio to protect everything that you are trading yes. or speculating on. Good point. All right. You know, scroll to, let's see what lives we have. Rebel. Why can't Ukraine be held responsible for the money they owe us? I don't know anything about that well, to you. They can be held responsible <laughs> for it. And time will tell because unlike the public, who is just the right size to fail, a lot of times what they do is, I mean, what, what are they sending over? They're sending over taxpayer dollars, right? Those will probably be forgiven. I mean, there's a lot of talk right now at the IMF on how to restructure and how to forgive foreign debtors. So they can be held responsible for it. Um, and maybe that responsibility comes in a different form because it is possible that Ukraine is a front for the West in World War III. Just like it is possible that Russia is being used in the same way by the East. So Ukraine can be held responsible for it. And what are they tell what, or not. Where does that question originate from? Do you know? Uh, I don't really Is there like some why. news stuff on? No, I haven't. I haven't. I well, mean. I don't know. I haven't seen <clears throat> any. So Rebel, if you have, you know, I mean, there are only so much time in a day. If you see something, send it in. If you send, send in a link so that we can look at it more closely. But, uh, but I do know that the IMF is doing an awful lot of studies on forgiving sovereign debt in emerging markets in different circumstances mm -hmm. because the debt's not payable. 
So taxpayer money, we just, what? It's so easy to spend other people's money. George S. asks, what prevents the fiends in the federal government from making gold and silver barter illegal? Nothing, really. They absolutely can. That's why I only do collectible gold, because it's in a different category than bullion. And I want the kind of gold that I can use in the normal marketplace, just like my Uncle Hal had when it was illegal to own more than five ounces, he had probably at least 3,000 ounces that he could actually use in the normal marketplace. All right, well, looks like that's it for today. I don't have any more live questions. So. Excellent. So if you haven't already, you wanna make sure that you watch our recent video titled Central Bank Stockpile Gold Demand Hits 55 Year High. And we also launched a new Spanish channel. So you want to, and, and what we do on that channel is whatever I talked about Tuesday, we talk about that. Um, what day does that go out? Fridays? And uh, so please make sure that you share. And some of it's in Spanish and some of it's in English. But I think everybody will get a little bit, uh, get a lot out of it actually. And we also, you know, don't forget to go to Beyond Gold and Silver. Every Monday, I do a Mantra Monday. So I talk about food, water, <laughs> energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. And I think it's important as well as what you can do, whether in a little space or a big space, to fill in those holes that you might have in the mantra. But if you haven't done this yet, click that Calendly link below and talk to one of our gold and silver strategy specialists so you can set up your own personal strategy. It'll be similar to mine because the basis of all the strategies are the same, but then customize to your personal goals, circumstances, what you have to work with, etc. So if you haven't done that yet, time is of the essence and that link will help you do that. And if you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe. If you like this, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment. It helps spread the word and share, share, share. And remember, financial shields are made of physical gold and silver in your possession. Until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.